Seltzer Kings Podcasts. On today's episode, the difference between being a groupie and a girlfriend, the perfect age to realize you're bi, and why LB wants a microchip in her head. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red lights. Who do yeah? The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. Oh my god. My name is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. Woo. With me, as always, is Clark Roser. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I want to bring down the atmosphere in here. I think that <laughs> what most podcasts have is too much energy. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I want to put people to sleep like the bookworm guy on NPR. All right. We He's can my do, favorite. We can do a fully ASMR episode. No. Oh, man. I'm so uh, about ASMR. Oh, yeah? We. You don't even know. I don't get it. Uh, it it's it's whisper tone. It. There's a lot to it. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. I, I, Some uh, people that are listening right now know right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. The people that like super whisper. Yeah, they're not my bag. Yeah, I can't get. They're that. They're not my bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll just tell you. All right, I'm into it. Okay, I like it. So uh, how how are you doing? How are things? How have things been the last week? Well, I'll tell you, I'm a little annoyed. Why are you a little annoyed? Because I had already left my house <laughs> and I was already 90 <laughs> seconds away from it when you text me and say, "My son broke the headphones. Can you bring the ones from home?" Yeah, which I, know. I should also explain. The ones I have at home are already Clark's. Yeah, well, you needed headphones at home too, so I, I did. I gave you more headphones. I'm annoyed that you had to, and I'm not really annoyed. <laughs> So I had to go back and get them. And Clark says, yeah, that kid's been breaking everything. Seriously. What's he, is, he breaking? He is five years old. And I don't know if there, if that's like a, a thing. If kid, when kids hit an age, they just start breaking everything. It's like everything he touches. He comes in here into my office. He breaks the headphones. He goes <laughs> over to Mimi and Papa's house. He's playing with them. Breaks a statue. He's just like constantly he's breaking things left and right. Never on purpose. He's, you know, he's or just, is he hulking out? He might be hulking out. He is definitely growing. Yeah, he, he is. He was eating like he ate dinner and then immediately after dinner wanted a snack and then <laughs> finished the snack and then he wanted more food. Like he was eating. Feed all your fucking night kid, Clark. Night. No, Jesus. I think he's just growing. Yeah, I bet he's, he is. He's gonna be a big boy. Yes, he so. he's already pretty tall. But you and Karen are very tall. Yeah, exactly. So he's I'm, got a good, you know, nine feet in him, probably. Exactly. <laughs> He'll be looking down like, "Hello, minute bull. <laughs> I can see you from up here. Exactly. What's it like to be so teeny? Nice minute." Newt Bull reference. Yeah, that I, was really nice. That's uh, Pull, uh pulled out of the history book. Yeah. So that's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, so he is just constantly breaking everything he touches these days. And it's 
it, it's you can't get mad at him because he's always always on accident. No, he's, he's never, a totally sweet yeah, little boy. He's a None sweet of this. Boy. I mean, even though I haven't seen it, yeah. I know that it's not him like pitching a tantrum right. or anything. He's not like, like throwing something across the room no. or anything. He's so enthusiastic. <laughs> he is. He's very enthusiastic. I think his his dexterity has not caught up with his enthusiasm, and that's what we're experiencing <laughs> now. Oh, but talking about dexterity and breaking. Well, I didn't break something. Yeah, yeah. But last night. I am. I'm helping a friend. I'm helping a friend of a friend move. Uh, Wow. Um, That's yeah. That's a big thing. So it's yeah. But I mean, this was just we were taking the truck to it, picked up the U-Haul. Okay. Um, And my friend was supposed to drive the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The U-Haul. The U-Haul, which is a 26 foot U-Haul. Nice. It's the biggest one. I'm pretty sure. And probably more U-Haul than we needed. (laughs) But um, so we were doing this at night, picking up the thing. And uh, my friend comes back. I dropped my friend off at the U-Haul place to get the U-Haul. She's driving it back. I go back to her house. I'm sitting playing, you know, crushing candies or whatever on my phone (laughs) out front. She drives up in this huge U-Haul, freaked out. She's like, I think I just hit a truck when I was making a right turn. Oh, no. And at first I was like, so what? You hit a U-Haul truck with a U-Haul truck. Who gives a shit? But she had turned a corner. She is not used to driving a 26-foot vehicle. Of course. And, um, you know, had sideswiped a little uh, pickup truck. And so she was like, I think I hit it. We have to go back. And she wrote a note. And um, at first she just thought that she'd like hit a divot in the road and it shook. But then she was like, no, I think maybe I did that. Mm. So she wrote a note. We went back. And she had totally fucked this truck up a little bit. And so she's just like so upset. And luckily we had the... Uh, insurance on the U-Haul, you know, oh, good, so good, all of good. that is okay. Oh, but good, she's good. so freaked out now that I'm like, well, I guess I'm driving this 26 foot U-Haul to, nice. uh, you know, to, to a destination that was about 40 minutes away. Wow. I was going to say the town, but that doesn't mean anything Yeah, no. to somebody not from here. Exactly. Or and not, whatever. And not friends of your friends of your friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, now I'm driving this all the way to Tatooine. Um, LB truckers. Yes, right? I thought, I've thought in the past about- Being a trucker? Being a trucker, no yeah. No shit! Because, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, being an actor is quite freelance. Yeah. It's not a steady job. Good years and bad years. Yes. And so in between, I just, I love driving. I love cross country trips. You have driven across country at least four or five times. I love it. I love you wake up, you have nothing to do except stop when you need gas and pee and drive through somewhere maybe and keep going. Nice. So I really did think about becoming a trucker. Uh, It never materialized. Uh, Well, well, clearly not yet. There's still time. There's still time. So it's just, you know, when you don't expect to be driving a 26 foot U-Haul in the dark for 40 minutes on the freeway. Right. And then you are doing it. (laughs) And then the seatbelt didn't work. Oh, no. And my phone was at like. 2%. 2%. Oh. But but I, I was able to, to plug it plug in the it car. In. Like, as soon as this thing, how I was going to just drive my car and pick up my friend. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, okay, I hope there's a car charger thingy in there. Wow. So there was. 
Um, but yeah, just kind of surreal. Yeah, sounds like it's it. Just surreal, and but it went fine. I really tried to keep it at sixty. There were a few times I looked down and I was like at seventy. Did you did you ever play Eastbound and Down while you're driving? I did not. But I'll uh. tell you something. Uh, I I listened to K Earth One Hundred One. Okay, now, sure. Growing up, LA station. Yeah, growing up. Clark and I knew that as the oldie station. Yeah, that was in the eighties. They would play the fifties and sixties. Yeah, literally, when we were growing up, you turned to that uh, station and it would be like lollipop, lollipop, yeah. oh, lolly, lollipop. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, it's old like fifties yeah. and sixties hits, and it was fun and you know like doo wop, like cool yeah, stuff, exactly. And then at some point, they started playing the Police. Yeah. <laughs> And it was just like our music. Oh, this is upsetting. (laughs) But um, so I listened. I was listening to K Earth on the way there. It was awesome. Like, come on, Eileen, and girls just want to have fun, and Peter Gabriel uh, in your eyes. Nice. And I was like, oh no. But I looked it up when I was with my friend because I'm like, I had great music in the car. Yeah. Um, Because I wasn't going to like put in my earbuds and listen to a podcast. (laughs) I'm like, why don't I be as alert as possible? Yeah. Um, And luckily it doesn't say K-Earth 101 oldies now. It says the best music on earth or something like that. Okay, good, good. So I felt better about myself. But you know what I thought driving this 26 foot long U-Haul? Because my good friend's friend, yeah, friend of a needed friend. to move Oy. on the way. I'm like, you know what? I'm a solid friend. You really are. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to say, a friend of a friend, I yeah. would have a huge uh, time trying to figure out whether I would do that for a friend. Yeah. Not a friend of a friend, a friend. I did say to my friend, uh, my friend, let's say... Friend A. Yeah. Because this is an obnoxious thing. No, my actual friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, When I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll drive the truck. Don't worry about it. And she was, and I go, you're buying me dinner after this. <laughs> yeah. The, at least. Good Lord. That and is... then I said, let's call her friend, Stephanie. I go, hey, Stephanie should buy us dinner. Yeah, exactly. And then we got there and we dropped off the keys and Stephanie said, did you guys eat? And we said no. And she goes here. And she gave us 40 bucks, Aww. which is very nice. That's so very it's not sweet. like her friend is lost in La La Land. But yeah, I did not expect. And good for you for helping a, a friend of a friend that makes you a very good person. Hey, man. It makes you a very good person that that gives to others. And that's a that's a good thing. I do. That's why you give the best bad advice. Uh, oh. And speaking of, I think it's time to give a little advice. We've got some questions here for you. Would you like to hear them? Would you I, like to I don't know. Them? Don't you think people want to hear 20 more minutes of me driving a U-Haul? <laughs> U-Haul In retrospect, stories. I'm like, what a boring fucking story. <laughs> But let's continue. That's all right. We're doing good. We're doing good. I think people out there like U-Haul. Maybe U-Haul will be a new uh, sponsor. sponsor. Yeah, there we go. All right. Moving on to some questions. We have uh, a first question here is actually an email question. It's from uh, a man named Danny. And Danny asks, uh, or he says, I'm currently having issues with extended relatives on both my mom and dad's side of the family. My mom's sister's family is an uber pro police family. Dad, granddad, son, all cops and very Trumpy. My dad's sister is an anti-vaxxer who got really upset that my dad and mom first got their first COVID vaccine dose. She honestly believes that Bill Gates will microchip her if she gets the vaccine. Meanwhile, my other aunt believes that if you supported BLM, you should have had no problem with the Capitol riot and that Georgia's elections were fraudulent. And she's my godmother. 
we stop talking after January 6th. So how do you tell your parents that if these people weren't their siblings, I wouldn't even want them to be friends? Ugh. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. Sorry about your life. Yeah, that's a rough one. I hope your parents are old enough. I hope you're old enough that if something happens to your parents, you don't have to go live with your godmother. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That Well, first, one, something that jumped out at me is it says my mom's, you know, that your mom's sister is very pro-police and they're police. Not all police people. This is this person's experience right. not all policemen and women are trumpy or this or that you know i don't want that to come across like sure oh, sure, yeah. sure but um you know his family members though that's a different yeah story. that's their experience so um and kudos to them for having a hard job but maybe not. yeah uh. um so that is fairly obnoxious yeah. in a lot of ways. First of all, this thing about getting chipped. Oh, my God. Anyone with a brain yeah. knows that that is. Nonsense. I mean, beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Science fiction. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. However, I've come around on it. I want the vaccine to insert a chip in people. Okay. So that when we go back to eating at restaurants, they can scan you. And if you have the chip, you can come in. Oh, nice. It's like a it's like a, a wristband at a club. Yes. The same way like I, I two times ago when outdoor open dining was sure. open. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, you know, I went to this place. There's a few tables outside. They Took my temperature with that right. magic wave the gun at your head thing. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. I don't see a problem with that. That's true. Put a That's goddamn chip in my head. And let me just add it to anyone, anyone nervous about uh, uh, Bill Gates my, uh, getting the information, tracking you and knowing where you are at all times. They are. Everyone knows where you are. I know, everyone right? knows where everyone is. There's everyone has cell phones and your headphones have trackers on them. Your shoes have trackers yeah. on them. <laughs> Everything in your life can be traced back and tracked back. Chipotle can can, you know, trace the ingredients of the burrito Ex I just <laughs> ate. Exactly. They're like, she had a batch of the 612 chicken. Exactly. Now they're, she's at Jamba Juice. If somebody needs to get a hold of you, they're gonna get a hold of yeah. you, whether you have a microchip in you or not. Yeah. So why are we so nervous about being tracked by uh, Bill Gates? Yeah. I mean, I it's ridiculous. It. It's so ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And anti-vaxxers, look, I don't know if this is gonna piss anybody off, but if you're an anti-vaxxer, fuck you. Oh. If you're not, there are definitely obviously people that cannot get certain vaccines for whatever reason. Right. But I think that anti-vaxxers, it's a product of how spoiled we are. Yes, exactly. Because we're past enough in the in the future now. That nobody's really around who got to see their child dying in an iron lung. Right. Of polio. Is that yeah, what? No, yeah. there's a couple things. A couple of things. You know, and it's just so, to me, it's so American. Yes, it the is. The bad part of American. 
And it's just and it, it's it's sad that it gets hidden under this guise of like, oh, well, I, I just want the best for my kid. Yes. I want the best for my kid. Well, look, I have a five year old son. I want the best for my five year old yeah. son, too. However, I also want a society that works and functions and that cooperates mm-hmm. together. And we're not going to get that if there are these selfish people out yeah. there that insist their child doesn't need to get a vaccine, that they can live without it. And it puts the people, the kids, like you said, that can't get yeah. the vaccine, that are at risk of getting these diseases, at danger. Yeah. That that sucks, man. That's a very selfish attitude. Well, you and have it's enough hard. history going on that you know the best thing for your son is to not get the measles. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it's not like forced sterilization. You know, the reason you don't know why, and now we find out when there's a measles outbreak, right. but- you know, so anyway, but I know obviously it sounds as though this uh, question asker, Danny, Danny is an adult. Yeah. This is an intelligent question. Sure, sure. So I can only assume that his uh, aunt slash godmother is even older than him. Oh, of course. That'd be weird if your parents were like, if something happens to us, your godmother's going to take care of you. She's six months older than you. <laughs> and you got a six and a half year old who's like, okay, I guess, can you make me dinner, seven year old? <laughs> Godmother, and she's like, I made Plato scary. Well, they clearly had very sexy grandparents that yes. were having kids until a very late age. <laughs> know, so, right? so anyway, this whole rift, you know, we do get questions, and we answered one early on, so we don't do it every week, obviously, because yeah. that would be lame. But about people saying, "How do I deprogram my Trump parents?" Yeah, how you know that kind of thing is really prevalent right now. Luckily, yep. Danny, these aren't your parents. <laughs> yeah, they aren't yeah, your parents. Thank God, you're not responsible for them. Like I, you know, to say, "Oh, my dad's so Trumpy and anti-vaxxer," right. but I still have to go over there right. and make sure he has his groceries or whatever. Exactly. So you can choose as an adult how much you want to interact with them, but you're asking about your parents and that's, what's interesting. Yeah. It's worth talking to your parents. I mean, we're still COVID and stuff, but if their siblings are like, let's get together, you know, we're anti-vaxxers and uh, let's get together. It's like, "Mm, nope. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I feel like you'd be nervous about is that your parents would somehow be influenced by their siblings and maybe their, their attitudes would change and get, you know, turned for the worse. But I feel like there's just as much, if not more of a a possibility that maybe if your parents aren't that way and their siblings are, maybe Mm -hmm. there's a reason. And if your, their siblings tried to influence them, they'd say, look, you know, Joe, whatever the sibling's name is, this isn't a topic that you know you want to bring up with yeah. me. Or Maybe they're can, dealing yeah. with it on their in their own way, and you know they have their siblings, and it's kind of like you were saying when it's your parent, you kind of have to deal with your parent. Yeah, I, I'm an only child, so I, I don't really know how this works. But when you have a sibling, I would assume you'd have a very similar attitude about your yeah, sibling. Not yeah, uh, Look at Alex say- P. Keaton and Mallory. Yeah. He loved Reagan. Yeah. And she loved the mall. Yeah, but they both loved each other. Although and the mall both of them loved Tina Yothers. The mall. I don't know that they did. <laughs> 
the mall equals capitalism. So maybe Say. they were much more on the same page than I thought. See? If anybody is under the age of 40, which most of you probably are, <laughs> go look up Family Ties and start watching it. It's yeah, a great show. It's a great show. Great, great show. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, the, the anti-vaxxer thing and the COVID stuff is one thing. Yeah. But someone who doesn't see a difference between the BLM protest and the terrorist attack yeah, on, on our the capital, capital and yeah. on democracy itself. Yeah. There's no reason to fucking talk to them at all. So the thing to do, in my opinion, in my experience, and it sounds like Danny and yours, sure. the thing to do then, because it's not up to you who your parents see, whatever, but you can say, look, I don't want anything to do with Aunt Sarah right. and Uncle Tony. Right. And anything I have to say to them is going to be like, fuck you, you morons. Yeah. So, and so keep me away. Don't, yeah. Don't say, oh, you got a caller. You got right. whatever it is. Right. That's the most you can say to your parents. And then I, you know, I'm a big, I honestly, I almost said this so facetiously, but I am a big proponent. I really believe of leading by example. Yes. And all you can do is put your boundaries down and, you know, I'm guessing that your parents know they're not because your parents got their vaccines. Exactly. So exactly. your parents turned out human, it would seem. Um, so make yourself clear to your parents about, you know, I don't want anything to do with or whatever boundaries you got to put down. Right. And then your parents will know where you stand. And, and don't assume that their views are much different from yours. Exactly. Maybe they don't love having to talk to their brothers and sisters either. It's just, they feel a little obligated because yeah. they're brothers and sisters. So I, I think that makes sense to me. COVID like, to the rescue again, because right? we're not getting together. Exactly. That's a perfect excuse to never see people that you don't like. Right. All right. Well, let's move on. We've got, uh, that was a good question. We got another question here. That's actually an anonymous question. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. It's, uh, it's from our, uh, our one eight five five number, which is one eight five five Denberg, if you ever want to call. Uh, here is Miss Anonymous. Hi, Lori. How are you? This is um, uh, pretty cool. I have a question. I have a hot rocker who came on to me about three years ago, and we have this little cyber love affair going on. Um, the only thing is. He's a, a druggie. He chews tobacco. He has a girlfriend, but he's a fabulous entertainer, and his energy is great. And I don't know. I really care about him deeply, and I think he cares about me too. But I don't know whether I should keep playing around with this little cyber affair or just let him go. Oh, I hope I get on the air. Thanks, Lori. You sound great. Bye. I don't really want to say my name or where I'm from because people will find me out. Trust me. Thanks, Lori. I hope they get on. Bye. All right. That was anonymous. Well, he sounds like quite a catch. Honey, kitty, cat, potato, kitten. Listen. No. Yeah. No. Well, here's what I should say. Well, if this is cyber, yeah. Like if you've never gotten together to fuck or whatever, then if it's a fantasy for you, you are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 
a bit troubled. <laughs> but if this is a thing where you are waiting for him to, yeah. what I love is Clark, show me this question. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you say, I have a hot rocker who came on to me about three years ago. The only thing is he's a druggie. <laughs> he chews tobacco. That's right. He has a girlfriend. That's so right. those are three onlys. Yeah. Um, but he's a fabulous entertainer. He is. Basically, kitty cat potato. You don't have a name, but I call everybody something sure. weird anyway. Sure, sure, sure. You are a groupie. Right. You are a groupie yeah. and he is a scumbag. Right. Yeah. On, on, and here's the thing. I, I do think there are people out there that like being groupies. Especially if you're of a certain age. Yeah. A lot of people like following bands and being there at every concert. Yeah. And being in the backstage area and getting pulled in for a part. Like that's if that's the lifestyle you're wanting to lead, that's great. Great. Have the groupy lifestyle. Yeah, but, but none of that is happening. It's none a cyber of that is affair. <laughs> I know. If you, this is a you know She thinks that he yeah. cares about her deeply. Yes. And, you know, is that true or not? I don't know. If you are waiting for him to leave his girlfriend right. and clean up his druggy lifestyle right. so you can be together, you need to slap yourself in the face <laughs> with reality. Yeah. Seriously. You need to just get into the reality of what is. Right. And if that's the case, then no, he's a scumbag. Yeah. And if you're having some hot cyber sex, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're in any kind of position where you're like, we'll be together one day. <laughs> we'll rock out together. And no. Yeah, no. It does not sound like that is anywhere in the future. And, and let's just uh, let's be clear here. Could he drop everything, this amazing, fabulous entertainer. He drops the drugs. He drops the chewing tobacco. He de dumps the uh, girlfriend yeah. just to be with her. Uh, sure. There's there's a world yes. where that could happen. Do you, Is there a possibility that that ultimate relationship could turn into a long-term, normal, yeah. functioning relationship? Uh, oh, well, I don't here's, know. Here's what's interesting, because now that I'm looking at the usually Clark looks at the questions yeah. and he and I just kind of take in what he tells me <laughs> and then give you all professional, really great advice. <laughs> but I do have them written down here. But he this hot rocker came on to you about three years ago. Yeah. This isn't a COVID we've only met cyber style. Exactly. He did me cyber style. <laughs> you know, this sounds like this sounds like a waste of any real time or emotion. Yeah. The fantasy is the fantasy. Yeah. Which could be fun. And if you're having fun with it, great. Have yeah. fun with that fantasy. Yeah. But. I wonder what his girlfriend would think of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what's interesting to me. We're going to hear from his girlfriend next. <laughs> I've been dating this hot rocker for three years. I think he's. And sleeping. he always shares his drugs with me. And I love the taste of tobacco, tobacco. under his front lip. <laughs> But he's always on the internet with someone and he won't let me see. Yeah, that's no. Uh, no. It's a rough one. Anonymous hot rocker to the cyber curve. Yeah. Curve, curb. Curb. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. If you're having fun, have fun, but don't expect anything real yeah. to come out of this. Uh, nothing real can come and out of a hot rocker. sounds like he's smelly. <laughs> 
I wish I knew more rockers these days. I would have fun trying to figure out who this is. Yeah, like but, I'm totally picturing like a washed up 80s hair band guy. Yeah, see, and I don't think it's that. I think it's probably more of like a- I think it's Jack Johnson? Yeah, exactly. Somebody that <laughs> I've never heard a song from, but yes. I keep hearing their name over and over. Yes. Uh, anyway, well, right. hopefully that helps. Uh, and if you're dating a hot rocker out yeah. there, uh, let us know. Sorry to burst your bubble, but I got to tell it like it is. Exactly. All right. Well, we're moving on to question number three. Uh, question number three is from a girl named Kiara, a lady named Kiara. Okay. And Kiara asks, my mother-in-law is in her late 70s and lives an hour away. She values her independence and is private to the point of paranoia. Not sharing passwords or health insurance or phone tracking software with her adult children. Ironically, she has fallen for two scams in the last few months. One via text and one via computer. How do we convince her to share vital information with us? Or share vital information with us. I fear something will happen to her and we won't be able to help in time. Ugh. Kiara. Um... Thanks, Kiara. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what's difficult. You know, we we're speaking, we were speaking to some, we answered a question, I don't know, last week, a couple of weeks ago about how do you help an elderly parent when they're stubborn? Oh, right. Um, if they are really fighting back, your, is it mother-in-law? Mm -hmm. Your mother-in-law. If they're an adult... They can do what they like. Yeah. It might be completely frustrating. Yeah. You know, you could go for some like cyber hacking software. <laughs> right. Like my friend had a teenage daughter and she had whatever software so that like she could track every keystroke. Maybe they should try and scam her. Oh, snap. Right. They get a, a a burn phone and just start texting her like, hey, this is Frank from the government. Yes. We need your social security number and blah, blah, blah. They could they could scam her personally. That you know what? That's a a, a double sting. <laughs> it's a it's a that would be good. Right. Yeah. And well, here's the thought, too. You can scam her for all her money. <laughs> And just take your inheritance. <laughs> She'll you never go. know. See? But, you know, it's funny, though. I mean, it's not funny. I will uh, tell you that my dad fell for a scam. Really? Luckily, yeah, I was pretty surprised because my dad thinks everyone's out to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that, that's what they do. And then they <laughs> charge you for this. Right. And I don't trust. But he... My car was so my car was getting like detailed or was in the shop or something. So and this is way pre COVID. Okay. So he because I'm 11, he dropped me off at the mall because <laughs> I wanted to go get my nails done. Okay. And the place I get my nails done is at the sure, mall. Sure, sure, sure. So the Northridge Mall. Yes, the oh, Northridge nice. Mall. Oh, okay. Um, and I remember my boyfriend called while I was there, and I'm like, "Well, my dad's dropping me off at the mall because <laughs> I'm 12." <laughs> <laughs> and I'd gone in, I'd gotten some to eat and I hadn't even gone to get my nails done yet. Mm. I was on my way there and he calls me in a panic. Mm. He says, we've got a problem over here. The DWP called and they're going to shut off our, our power and water in a half an hour. What? And we have to go to seven 11. Like, what? yeah. So he just, I'm like, come pick me up right now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. 
And then I get, then I'm thinking about it. And luckily I watch enough YouTube videos that he gets in the car. He has the number. He has the instructions. Go to 7-Eleven and get a West, like all this stuff. And I said, dad, I think this is a scam. Yeah. Because that's what they'll do. They'll call and scam you and say, you have to go get gift cards. Right. You need to, you know, you owe $400. Go get four $100 gift cards. And, you know, that's the kind of thing. And I said, dad, I, I think this is a scam. And I had to work really hard. I was very, very careful and conscious of not making him feel bad and not being condescending. Right, 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 Um, right, right. And so we were in the car and he's like, we have to go to 7-Eleven. They have this thing. And I'm like, okay. So I just said, you know, I'm going to call the DWP. Yeah, good. And I looked on the internet for the actual number. I called up and got a woman, explained what was happening. And she said, tick, 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 tick. Nope, you are paid up. She even said, actually, you're on auto pay, so you're perfect. Yeah, nice. And so my dad then realizes that, you know, this has gone on. I'm sure he's relieved, but right. also feeling like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah embarrassed. Yeah. So I was very, very careful, you know, to say, as was the woman, the representative, like, this happens all the time. Yeah. Why are people so terrible? Yeah. You know, but I was really surprised. It was a moment where I was like, okay, yeah. I need to really pay more attention to stuff like this. Mm. So we did not go to 7-Eleven and like send 25 Slurpees to the scam artist. <laughs> nice. Like, you know, do that $400. And if they have a nutter butter, throw it in. <laughs> um. Oh my God. I was somewhere and I got chocolate covered nutter butters. Oh, and then I ate them with my mouth and wow. it was good. Oh, that's good. Off topic, perhaps. Yeah, sure. But, but still um, delicious. Yes. So I've been with this, you know, issue before, but my dad was amenable. He was like, oh, right. he was grateful. Right. You know, and then I got back when I got home and got all the info. I got back on with TWP and reported it. They say they reported to the police. What, you know, whatever good that does, I don't know, but right. I did it. Um. If your mother-in-law is just going to be paranoid and cagey and whatever, I mean, ultimately, she has her choices to make. Yep. If she keeps getting... See, I do like the idea of scamming him scamming, themselves. Right? Yeah. There, the other idea that I had, because uh, uh, old people are usually fairly easy to con yes uh, is that you come in with the story come in with the story oh my god i just got a call from your doctor and they said they needed lots of information and they couldn't get a hold of you and they were calling us and we just need to have your information Uh. like come up with some random story that throws her off her game a little bit and then she would just give you the information because she's confused or just one of you because i also think they definitely have that like tracker information right you know go over there one time and uh one of you get her in the backyard and ask her all about how she's growing the gladiolas (laughs) while the other one like in a in a break in oceans 12 thing really quickly breaks into her computer lowers down from the ceiling and then breaks into her computer and then through the earpiece it's like how's it going we gotta move and he's like I'm almost done click 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 he hits a password he's like we need her best friend in college yeah or quite frankly 
your it's your mother-in-law, so your yeah. husband needs to do this. Yes, hundred um, percent. Or she might have other kids. Uh, yeah, with her adult oh, children. With her adult children. So, so they're they can say to her, "Look, if you want to make this difficult, that's fine." If you get scammed, if you get hurt, you're on your own. Right. I'm not here to clean up that mess. Right. Which is harsh. And I don't know that everybody could do that. Exactly. But. Um, and uh, uh, worst case scenario, truth serum. Ah. A little of the. You're a little drunk. <laughs> unreasonable is unreasonable. And yeah. at some point you're, you know, kicking a dead mother-in-law's horse. <laughs> I hope any of that helped. Yeah. And even if I just turned you on to chocolate covered nutter butters. Yeah, that would be a good. I uh, think this is well worth your time. A good response. All right. So uh, we're going to move on. We have one more question here. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, somebody named Cray. C-R-E-I-G-H. Cray. Okay. Uh, and Cray asks, I want to have sex with a ghost, but I'm afraid of the dark. What do I do? Hashtag Valentine's Day. Cray. <laughs> You've got to open up and talk to your ghost. You've got to tell your ghost what you need. Right? Uh, he's not going to go. He or she yeah. is not going to know. Uh, I believe the correct pronoun for a ghost would be it. It. <laughs> right. If you're a ghost, you're an it. Are you marginalizing ghosts? Well, yes. Yes, I am. Okay, fair ghosts enough. Ghosts deserve to be marginalized. Let's get, I don't want to get all that angry hate mail from ghosts. <laughs> They're trying to type it, but they can't make contact right, with the actual. They can only hit the E uh, yeah. key for some you, reason. Or the O. Oh, <laughs> um, I've had a lot of experience with this. Okay, Craig. good, good. Maybe yeah. it's Craig H. Oh, well, but that's a weird way to spell Craig. Maybe he's German. I like to say it's Craig. I like to have sex with a ghost. That was not a that German accent. That was not accent. a German accent at all. I don't know who that was. <laughs> it's um, just a deep voice. Yes. I uh, want to have sex with a ghost. I wonder if this is a real uh, fetish. Maybe. Could I be. certainly think there are people out there who honestly 100% believe there are ghosts out there. Yeah, I know. There so are. there's got to be a few of those people that feel turned on by yeah. these ghosts. I mean. Yeah. Well, maybe you get on your. I, I feel like the, uh, we got to come up with a funny name for a ghost dating app. <laughs> and you're enough. You're like Cray. Your your screen name is like Casper 69. <laughs> And looking for a friend, winky face emoji. Right. Um, yeah, I'd like to create that. That's a good one. Um, it, you need to be honest with the ghost. Right. Tell it what you need. Say, can you exist with the lights on? Right. I none of the ghosts I know need to have the lights on. Yeah, the the being in the dark it doesn't isn't a necessity. You can't for a even ghost. see that they're transparent, right? If it's dark, exactly. They, so if you've been dating ghosts only in the dark, that only let you be in the dark, you are worth. Yeah, more your self worth needs to get to the point where you know you matter enough to tell your ghost how. You want to have sex. I completely agree. Thank you so much. <laughs> that, was, that was a really good question from Cray. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, that wraps up uh, this section, and it's time to move on to our rotating segment of the week. Ooh. 
And I'm very excited because this week we are doing Really bitch about Star Wars or obsessed about She-Hulk We'll find out on Clark's Corner Yay! Clark's Corner, I do not know what's coming Yay, I'm so excited Alright, well, um, so yeah, uh, Clark's Corner is my chance to kind of throw out an idea that I've been working on or thinking about for it's a Clark's while It's Clark's time to shine It's my time to shine So, uh, uh, here's here's what I'm thinking uh, Lori Beth, yes. you watched Quantum Leap, did you not? Hell yeah Yeah, Quantum Leap is pretty awesome It was one of my favorite shows growing up Me too, me too It was on for five seasons It started in 89 and it went through 93 And it's about uh, a guy named uh, Sam Beckett Was he a scientist? Who was a scientist yes. I think he was like a, a, a physicist or something Something awesome Like one of the smartest men in the world And he creates this machine that lets him jump back in time And basically like poltergeist into another other person's body mm -hmm. so that he's inhabited somebody else's body and can fix he can hold on he can put things right that once went wrong yes. and hope that each time his next leap would be the leap home um so he's trying to fix history basically yeah he's traveling through time he has a hologram companion and the ending of uh quantum leap was so abrupt Right. Mm. Because the producers didn't they weren't told whether or not they were going to get a sixth season. So they were told, make the finale either work for a season finale or a series finale. Ugh. And so they kind of did that and they left it up in the air. And then when they weren't renewed, they basically just tacked on a title card at the end of the show <laughs> that just said Sam left Dr. Home. Sam Beckett never returned home. Oh. No. That was it. That was the end of Quantum Leap. Oh, no. Right? It was so crazy. I, I hated that ending. The episode was fantastic, but that title card ruined the ending. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't was, remember that. I wonder was, if I just never saw that one. It's possible. It's a really good episode. But anyway, so here's my idea. I want, I think they need to bring quantum leap back. Just like they've been bringing back all these other TV shows. Everything. everything. I have this brilliant idea to bring quantum leap back okay? okay so here's i'm just gonna first i'm gonna pitch you the first thing that you're gonna see in the first episode okay, okay? so you start with that very same title card dr sam beckett never returned home dot 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 and then a new title card pops up and it says one word until <laughs> <laughs> then you go into a regular Quantum Leap episode. It's Sam. He leaps into somebody and he's dealing with whatever that body is dealing now, with. Now, is this Scott Bakula as our Scott hero? This is Scott Bakula, yep. He's super nice. Well, I only met him once and I was working at a... And I loved Quantum Leap. And oh, Scott yeah. Bakula's killer awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had never... I didn't know him. Sure, sure. And I was doing some Nickelodeon thing where... I was like filming something little and I, but I was I was doing some craft or something. It was a, it was a big like party say. It might have been Halloween and they were mm. like crafts for the kids to do. Mm. So I think I was like showing one and getting filmed like, "Hey, look what's at this party." Right. And his son said something to me and he was like, "Well, she's working right now. Give her a minute." 
Um, so that was like really sweet oh. and really nice the way he spoke to his son. Yeah. And then I called him Mr. Bacula. Oh, nice. And he said, please call me Scott. Like nice. it was very sweet. Oh, I, nice. I just it was such a lovely interaction. That's so awesome. Um, so I love stories like I that. I had to throw that in to prove how cool I am yeah, that I've no, met that's, Scott Bacula. That's awesome. I love hearing that people are sweet and nice. Um, so okay. So it's an ep- a regular episode. He leaps into somebody. He's looking in the mirror at some other face. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out, but there's no Al. And he right? says, oh, boy. Well, wait, 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 hold no, on. Oh, sorry. So we're there. Uh, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And it, I don't know if you remember the pilot episode, but he didn't know who Al was in the pilot. Okay. episode. So he saw Al every once in a while. But he couldn't figure out who this guy was. And he was wearing weird clothes. And then yeah. eventually he tried to touch him and his hand went through him because he's a hologram. Yes. And then we kind of start learning what the, the rules are for the show and everything. So similarly, he sees a, a girl, a young girl, and she's totally different than what everyone else is dressed as. He finally gets to her. He hand goes through her again. Uh-huh. Then as soon as his hand goes through her, all of a sudden his Swiss cheese brain starts remembering Al. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh. Al, where is Al? Where's Al been? What happened to Al? So now he's asking her and she says, uh, uh, Al's, I have horrible news. Oh. Al died. Al's dead. He's There's been dead no for a Al couple of years. Only and Zool. you've been doing this on your own for two or three years with no help. Now he goes, well, then he goes, well, then who are you? And she goes, I'm your daughter. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Now, how would Sam have a daughter? I don't know. In the there's one episode, the premiere of season four, where somehow Al got hit by lightning, or Sam got hit by lightning, or Gushy got hit by somebody got hit by lightning. Okay, and Al and Sam switched. Al was in the past, and Sam was in the in the future. Oh, so he got to go home and spend a couple of nights with his wife. And then Al was in trouble and Sam needed to kind of like leap back into his body to save Al and all this stuff. So he chooses to, you know, take the hit and go back into leaping, even though he's gotten out finally. Mm. And that's it. That's the that's where they had a baby. So he gets her pregnant. And then now for the past 28 years, she's been growing up. She decides she needs to do the same thing. She leaps into him. So that he can finally go back and retire, basically. She takes up the mantle as the new Leaper. And he becomes the new Al. So that he can go back home and spend every night with his wife. But can come and help his daughter as she tries to save people through history. Okay, I really like that. Right? I really like that. Isn't that a great idea? And then now, because you're only supposed to leap in your own age right oh she can leap in she the can leap recent into past. the recent past she can you know leap into trump's white house oh, or gosh. she can leap into you know r kelly he's peeing on a girl like something really crazy and funny but the best would be though you like you have this whole thing planned out but then he leaps home and he knocks on the door and like the wife's new husband answers <laughs> right yeah, it's like uh, the Tom Hanks movie where he's on the island. Yes, exactly. And she's remarried and happy. Anyway, I just thought that would be a That's really, really cool, awesome way to bring back Quantum Leap. Yeah. And I just love Quantum Leap. And please bring back Quantum Leap. Me too. I love Quantum Leap. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. That was my little corner. And uh, if anyone out there has the ability to uh, contact uh, Donald Belisario, who's the executive producer, please. 
I don't know that let he's know. alive. If you're alive, please, please let us know. Let us Mr. Know. Bacula. <laughs> Mr. Bacula. Mr. Yeah, Bacula, Bacula, please. Who exactly. did we say was listening together early on? Let's just keep adding to this group that gets right? together to listen. It's Steve Martin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Scott, Zuckerberg. Scott Bacula. And now Scott Bacula. I like it. There's three of them. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes my corner and it's time. Thank you. For, oh, thank you. It's time for our final question of the week. Uh, our final question is from Jen. Hi, Jen. And Jen says, hi, Lori Beth. Mm. Uh, do you think it's possible for somebody to be 37 years old and just figuring out that they might be bisexual? By the way, I grew up on 90s Nickelodeon and always thought you were hilarious on all that. Connie Muldoon was such a funny character. Well, thank you. And because you complimented me, <laughs> I will answer your question. <laughs> it is absolutely possible for you to be 37 or yep. 57 yep. or 97 yep. or 7 yeah. <laughs> or 17 yep. and realize something about your sexuality. Sure. You know, they're growing, you know, growing up, even growing up, not so. So, so much when Clark and I were kids, but like growing up now in the last, say, 30, you know, if you're watching all that and you're not a creepy old guy, right. you know, you're probably 30 or 30 ish. Right. And, um, you know, the the prevalence and the the prevalence of information and representation, while yes. not perfect by any means of there being gay people is kind of like, oh, yeah, there's gay people. Right. Um, they're cool. And that wasn't so, so much the growing up yet for me and Clark, right? but growing back before we were kids, I mean, it was at one point being gay or anything weird to a, to a stuffy, whatever guy right. was illegal. Yeah. Homosexuality was against the law. Immoral, illegal. Yeah. And you know, there, you hear stories of people that, you know, I was married for 50 years and, I knew I was gay or you hear people say I was married for 50 years and I didn't know. Yeah. And they have these second lives. Yeah. Yeah. And so whatever you're figuring out about yourself is you're finding out about yourself yeah. and you can go with that. Absolutely. Whether you're, you know, any age in on the map. And look, society has gotten better uh, on a uh, whole. We have, learn to accept and, and the gay community has flourished. And I feel like uh, uh, the prominence of, of positive influences out there is fantastic these days. Yeah. However, it's really new and society on whole has been pushing every single person, at least American society has been certainly trying to push everyone into their, straight little normal cis box mm. uh forever yeah and look society has been telling you this is not who you are for almost your whole life so you could be 37 and realize wait a minute society might have been wrong yeah yeah <laughs> you know or even say now that you know we have more information and interaction now that being gay isn't a crime right to any decent people right um, and if you think that being gay is a choice or anything bad, then you can go hang out with the anti-vaxxers Thank you. in my yuck pile. Thank you. But, um, you know, you might've, you might've just been like, well, I kind of like 
I'm kind of like that girl, but I know I'm straight, right. but that can't be right. It's like, no, we now know, you know, there's in Alphabet City, there's L's, there's G's, there's B's, there's T's, there's exactly. Q's, there's I's, there's et cetera. Exactly. Oh, and A's. Mm. A is the last letter currently, I think. Mm. I will update you as the weeks go by. Asexual? I think it's asexual or ally. Oh, ally. Yeah, okay. I've heard both. Okay. Um, or asexual allies. Hey. Um, so, yeah, Jen, you are who you are. Yep. And if it's something you've been like, huh, what is this? Yeah. Then that's what it is. And that's yeah. who you are. And go with that. Yeah. Uh, not only do I think it's possible, I think it's probable. Jen, you're never too old to love. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jen. We really appreciate it. But. What? That's it. That brings us to the end of our show where oh, no. we've reached the end. I'm sad to say. Uh, but. I had a really good time. I hope, uh, LB, did you have a good time today? I had an adequate time All today. Right. Well, that's good enough. Good Let enough. me talk more about my U-Haul experience. <laughs> well, if you have any <laughs> questions out there for Lori Beth or for U-Haul, please send it to us at AskLoriBeth.com. You can hit us up on all the socials at AskLoriBeth, or you can just leave us a message with your name and where you're from. We love these phone messages. Give us a call at 1-855-DENBERG. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-336-2374. Thank you. And you can find me personally on my porch. It's the yellow house next to the big tree. You can find me on Instagram at at LB Denberg. Right. On Twitter at Lori Beth Denberg. And you can book me for a personalized video on cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Right. I uh, hope you had a great time out there. We love doing these for you. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about it, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you, little kitty bunnies. Woo! Bye! Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.